Hi, friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you like what we talk about here on the Belonging Podcast, I think you'll really love my book. It's called Root and Ritual, Timeless Ways to Connect to Land, Lineage, Community, and the Self. And it is available right now wherever books are sold. It is a beautifully illustrated guide to connecting with the earth, your ancestors, and your communities as you come home to your whole self. Though we live in a radically different looking world, the needs of our bodies and spirits are the same as the ancestors we come from. I divide this book into four parts, land, lineage, community, and self, and I take you on a journey for engaging more deeply with your life. I provide stories from my own life and I share rituals, recipes, and ancestral wisdom, journal prompts to support you on your individual and unique and sacred path. You can get more info and bonuses at rootandritualbook.com and pick it up at your favorite bookstore online or in person. Thanks for all your support. It means the world to me. Welcome to Belonging, a podcast that explores how to come home to yourself in the age of loneliness. I'm Becca Piastrelli, your host and guide on a journey of courageous reconnection as we explore topics like ancestral wisdom, cultivating meaningful sisterhood, living with the seasons and cycles of the earth and your body, and what it means to be a good ancestor. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of Belonging Podcast. You get just me today. It's a solo episode. I've actually missed doing these. And today I want to talk about something, but first I have to say it's pretty ironic. I'm talking about meditation today. You already know that because you saw the title of this episode. It's not like I can bury the lead here. And I have had the hardest time recording this because Okay, work from home problems. I live on a hill with a lot of trees here in um, Northern California, coastal Miwok land. And um, my neighbor, who I'm like mid hill, and my neighbor's at the top of the hill, he is doing some tree work, which is really important around fire season, which is what we're in. And so all day there have been chainsaws going off cutting down trees, which is very intense for many reasons. Like one, cutting down trees. So just like can feel really grief stricken. Although he's assured me that these trees are rotten and slipping off the hill and could cause damage to the hill. So I said, okay, but, um, also it's so loud. And then I thought they were done chopping the trees. So I like hit the record button. I was like, all right, let's talk about meditation. I did a little meditation. And then all of a sudden the chipper went off the wood chipper. I was like, okay, nothing I can do. And I, I'm not exactly rolling pro in a recording studio, at least not yet. So anyways, I think they just finished and I really wanted to share this information with you before it sort of left my consciousness. That's the thing with recording these is when I'm when I'm hyped up and when I'm feeling the vibe, I really got to hit record. So here we are, post-tree cutting, wood chipper, madness to talk about <laughs> meditation. 
All right. So first off, I want to say I do not meditate regularly and I am not a master meditator. So I feel a little bit, I had a little fraudiness come up when I prepared to talk about this because I thought there are just so many amazing meditation teachers and regular meditators out there who are probably guests on podcasts or have their own podcasts that you can go hear from. But what Caitlin was saying to me, Caitlin is my business manager and podcast editor and everything else, was what she was saying to me is, we're curious. I'm curious. Like, what is your practice? So, okay, because I'm here on the path with you, I can say that in the last month, all of a sudden, meditation has returned to my life. And I'm not someone who says, like, they can't meditate and all of a sudden fell in love with it. Tim, my husband, is definitely like, I don't meditate. And I know that's out there. I know that maybe some of you are like, cool, meditation, Um, I can't sit still. My brain is too active. I think about the pray part of Eat, Pray, Love in Elizabeth Gilbert's book where she talks about going to a meditation retreat in India and just be and describing what was going on in her head when she was trying to meditate about, I can't remember any of it now, but just like thinking about what time it is and then a mosquito landed on her and then, oh, I wonder what's for dinner and then, oh, and then, oh, I shouldn't be thinking about anything. I'm a bad, I'm a bad meditator. Oh, Actually, I'm really tired. I'd love to sleep. Oh, I'm not supposed to sleep. Oh, I'm a bad meditator once again. And how that cycle can really go through while you're sitting there trying to clear your mind. So I think that's like more of my experience, but I've actually had a lot of beautiful meditation moments in my life. And I think because I'm such a cyclical being, because I'm multi-passionate, maybe because I'm a manifesting generator, I or alive in a time with technology where our attention spans aren't long, I sort of flow in and out of practices. And so for some reason, meditation just came back to me. I was really devoted a few years ago. It just came back to me as a morning practice because I noticed I was starting my mornings with stretching and I would go right on my Peloton bike. I would go, or I'd go to Pilates or go on a walk. I was going right into movement which is beautiful meditation and movement. There's a whole thing there where I can really clear my mind through moving, but I, I actually started craving stillness. And I wonder if that has to do with the changing of the season and the beginning of the waning times here in the Northern hemisphere and the moving down to roots. Yeah, maybe it's that. In any case, I want to tell you how I do it. And this is not to tell you how you should do it because there's so many even modalities of meditation. So I don't do transcendental meditation, TM. I don't have a a mantra. And I really only like to do it in silence when I'm outside in nature or inside in a group. Sometimes my moon circle, my women's circle will meditate before we go into our sacred space and share where we're at and witness each other. Alone and silent is the recipe for not meditating for me. So I love the app Calm. And it's so cool. I got the Calm app maybe eight years ago, and it's just gotten better and better. I pay for the annual. Every time my annual comes around, they're like, would you like to pay $55 or however much it is? I go, ugh. But then I realize every day I'm using it, and they're always adding 
new music and new meditations, and I really like it. There's something about, it almost feels like an accountability buddy, like an app being my accountability buddy, and I really like it. I tried Headspace, not into it. I know a lot of people are into it. That's awesome. I guess this is my way of saying there's no one way of meditation. There's no one practice or philosophy. Some people use breath. Some people use mantra. Some people use music. Some people use stillness. Some people use a teacher speaking the whole time. There's just so many ways to do it. I often find I like music or someone guiding me on a journey, some sort of a visualization. So those are two different experiences. I think in the early mornings, I'm more likely to enjoy listening to the nature sounds or the music on the Calm app. And I literally, I sit there, I make sure I'm deeply supported on my couch. I've had a big glass of warm lemon water. And I allow my brain to clear and clean out from the night before. I'm emerging from one realm to the other, right? I'm emerging from dream space into waking space. If I've looked at my phone while I'm peeing, I've got to clear all that out. If I've got residual anxiety or like that nervous system freak out, you know, the one where you wake up in the morning like, what do I need to do? I want to settle that. So my mind clears sometimes and other times it, it wanders. I don't really put too much judgment on that because then I think I would stop meditating. So I usually do about 15 minutes. I remember when I started, I did two minutes. Then I went to five minutes and then I went to 10 minutes and now 15 minutes never feels like enough, but that's how I structure it because then when I'm done, I pick up my journal and I just free write for as long as my hand will go. And because I haven't been... I don't, I really only write physically, like never. (laughs) We're always typing, right? We're always tapping on our keyboard or on our phones. My friend Leah, we were on vacation in Maine late summer, and she said that she's gotten to a practice of journaling every night. And when she first started, her hand would hurt after half a page. And now that she's getting back into it, she can go for several pages now. And I realized too that was happening is my my handwriting would be messy and my hand would cramp. And the more I commit to just free writing, which means there's maybe no narrative or plot or halfway through the sentence, things shift. I just go with it. But I've noticed my hand is getting, is relaxing around the pen more. And I am, and my handwriting is getting better. So, but that's, it doesn't matter if it gets better because what matters is I'm dumping out everything that's sort of gunked up the tubes in this deeply sacred transition from dream space into waking space. So I do the 15 minutes on the Calm app, and then I do a little brain dump. Sometimes it's a heart dump. Sometimes it's a spirit dump. I should stop saying the word dump. (laughs) You know what I mean. Onto my journal. And it has been powerful, really, really sets the tone for my day. And then sometimes it's exercise and sometimes I don't, or I make breakfast or I have to run to do an appointment or whatever it is, but that takes what, 30 minutes max. 
And it's really, really powerful. So now I'm feeling all excited about doing other meditation, expanding my meditation practice, I should say. So there's a meditation center and just down the road for me. And I'm looking into day-long meditation retreats. I'm looking into Vipassana, which is silent meditation retreats. And I, of course, in Hearthfire and in on my retreats, lead meditation and visualization. So it's really nice to be on the receiving end of that, to remember just how powerful we can be with our minds and our hearts in presence. I just watched this awesome TED Talk by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is anyone old enough here to remember Third Rock from the Sun or when he was super dreamy heartthrob? in 10 Things I Hate About You. He's so cool. He did a TED Talk, which we will link to in the show notes at belongingpodcast.com. And he's talking about in the, in the TED Talk the difference between getting attention and paying attention. And talking about in this his own journey with social media, particularly with Twitter and Instagram, with creating content or being creative in some way to get attention and how no matter how, I mean, he has millions of followers, no matter how much attention he gets, it never feels good enough. But when he is in that sacred space, some would call it a flow state where he is paying attention, where he is fully present. He talks about it when he's acting, when the the director says, you know, action, and he feels like he narrows into this space of flow. I really feel it when I'm on my retreats or sometimes here when I'm on this podcast mic or when I'm leading my virtual gatherings or calls with Hearthfire. I feel this full, focused flow, this presence of self where I can feel the unlimited creative well within me and my full power as a human being, the full power of my spirit, of my heart, of my mind. And we feel that less and less in this attention economy, some people say, or in this time we're in where we really think, I mean, yes, we have such a need to be seen. I am not going to poo-poo the getting attention, but when that is all we're leaning on and we're not leaning into the paying attention to the being in presence then we can feel that lack and we can feel that creative well dry up. We can feel paralyzed, immobilized. We shrink and we keep consuming without creating that intentional force within us. And so that, when I was watching that TED Talk, it just really made me realize how important meditation is for me to continue with as a way to give my body and my mind the signals of this is how we're going to do this day. Because I'm I'm not going to lie. I wake up and sometimes I was talking to my friend Sophia, who's also my photographer, about this thing that happens with us sometimes where we wake up and we feel like we have to check our email and our Instagram and our Facebook and our text messages out of the sheer panic that we might have missed something while we were sleeping in the night. Can you relate? I mean, I think this is residual back from my corporate days where I had um, clients on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. So when I wake up, like client emails and client demands are already coming in. And so that has me waking up in a sense of panic and reactivity. 
And so I'm really setting an attention here and you are witnessing me and this creates accountability and a sense of devotion to this practice of beginning my day with this sensation, with this intention to pay attention, to be in a place of stillness and flow and creativity, which is hard. And I think truly benefits us. And what do they say? It takes 21 days to make a habit. Is it 21 days or is it 40 days? Because I know many folks who are in, who do practice work, it's like a 40 day thing. So maybe I'll try 40 days of meditation every day. I think I would do 40 days of meditation before turning my phone out of airplane mode. Okay. It's on. Who wants to join me? I'll post about it on Instagram and we can do it together and I'll share. I'll share how it goes for me because I know, I know it feeds and fuels my own expansion and rising, my own belonging. That's why meditation is important to me. So here in part two of this episode... I would love to invite you into a space where you can be still and listen to my words and close your eyes if you want. If that doesn't feel safe, you can soften them. If you're driving, maybe pause this and wait for a time when you can meditate with me. If you're walking, maybe sit yourself on a bench or with your back against a tree. Pause me right now and find a place where you can get comfortable, okay? So if you're sitting in a chair, make sure your feet are flat on the ground. If you are sitting on the ground, just really feel those sits bones connect with the ground beneath you. And take some deep breaths with me in through your nose, and out through your mouth. Just following the breath with me again, in through your nose, and really letting it come out of your mouth. Maybe play with making some noise. Again, breathing in through your nose, and letting it all go out your mouth, and continuing to breathe. Take a scan of our bodies together. Now, this is not with any judgment. It's with a gentle curiosity of how is our body? What does it need? So we're going to start at the top of our head. Maybe you can picture yourself as like a light, a big white ball of light, just starting at the top of your head and moving down the front of your face, past your nose, your lips and your ears, your chin, your neck. And as you're moving, just noticing what your body feels like, moving past your shoulders, your armpits, Seeing if it needs a little love sent its way or breath, 
breathed into it. Now moving down your back and your front, your breasts, your chest. Moving down your spine and your arms, your elbows, your forearms, your belly, keeper of so many precious organs. Noticing if any of those organs need anything or saying anything to you. Moving down to your womb space where your yoni is, your buttocks, to your hips, your thighs, down to your knees, the backs and the fronts, down your shins and your calves, to your ankles and the heels of your feet, the arches of your feet, the balls of your feet, and all your little toes and your big toes and the toes in between, continuing to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Now connect with the earth that's beneath you. So that may be several floors down or just beneath you or maybe between a layer of wood and concrete. But really in your mind's eye, continuing to breathe. Connect with the earth that's beneath you and notice what is the earth like beneath you, especially with the season you're in now. Is it wet? Is it dry? Is it cold? Is it warm? Is it soil? Is it rock? Is it grass? And then when you're ready and with ease, Imagine roots growing from where your body connects with the ground beneath you and with ease making their way into the earth beneath you. With ease and no harm caused. Plunging themselves into the earth and noticing what you see. Roots and rocks mycelium lace and little critters and crawlies. Notice what you see. There is no wrong answer. And then move your roots further down through the underground waters and around stones and ancient roots of trees. Around sleeping animals and the bones of the ancestors of this place, moving further down, maybe through clay now, with ease, twirling and dancing your roots, going down into the earth, and finding a place to rest. Maybe it's around an ancient stone, or maybe it's made it to the warm center where the heartbeat of our earth Beat strong. Don't overthink it. Tether or lay your roots into this part of the earth. 
And then leaving your roots there, travel back up the way you came, maybe looking to the other side, noticing things you didn't see before, or nodding with knowingness to the things you passed on the way down. Sleeping animals and ancient roots and stones and clay and bones and roots and mycelium and waters traveling up coming back out of the soil and coming back into your body feeling yourself rooted and tethered into the earth beneath you not clinging not stuck just rooted and breathing in through your nose all of that earth energy all of that composted fuel for you and letting it go out your mouth again breathe deeply from your belly from your cauldrons sourcing all of that energy up from your roots into your body and exhaling with relief with clarity with nourishment finding some stillness here being with your rooted self Start to breathe deeper through your nose, inviting movement back into your body, maybe starting to wiggle your fingers and your toes, maybe starting to sway back and forth, just bringing life back into your body. And blinking open your eyes gently. There's no need to rush back into things. You're walking between realms, emerging back into the here and now. Different, rooted, clearer, grounded. So I'd love to know what you thought of that. I'd love to hear about it. Hit me up on Instagram, at Becca Piastrelli, or head to belongingpodcast.com and leave a comment. All right. That's all I got for you today. I'm going to go meditate. I'm actually not going to go meditate. I'm going to go see if they're done with this wood chipper. All right. Lots of love. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I know your time is sacred and I hope this episode infused some inspiration and meaning into your day. For show notes, links, and references from this episode, you can go to belongingpodcast.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to Belonging on Apple Podcasts, and if you have a moment, leave a review. 
This helps my little podcast reach more listeners and I would be ever so grateful.